Welcome to Pause and Press Play, where you get to pause your life and press play on all of your thoughts, emotions, ideas, and concepts. Thank you for joining this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Kyla Nicole. So seriously, um, man, it feels so good to be back and recording my life, (laughs) my thoughts, um, to be back here for Pause and Press Play. So thank you again for those who are listening and supporting, and I really hope you're getting something amazing out of it, um, because that is my goal. And so I literally have butterflies in my tummy as I um, do this podcast, and I don't know why, but I do know why, and maybe it's because I just have had so many newfound revelations that I'm just so excited about where I'm going, what I'm doing, and where you're going, and what you're going to be doing after you hear this podcast. So, I'm literally up. I've been up very, very early in the morning. Um, My day starts at like, I don't know, 5, 4.35, even on the weekends. Although sometimes I get to lay down and, and take a nap. A lot of times I stay up and kind of work on things or get my quiet time or my reading time in. And so um, this morning I, I did. I laid back down after I got up about 5 and, and I just really thought about some things. And that's what led me to this particular podcast. Um, as we speak, I'm literally sitting in my car recording because um, it's Saturday morning and sometimes my house can be bananas at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so um, I find that I have so much peace and solitude in the weirdest places. Like sometimes I go in the laundry room and I sit and it's not because I don't have well-behaved children because I do and they're awesome. But I always try my best to allow them to be who they are in the same space that I'm allowed to be who I am. And so I can remember growing up where it was like, don't be making all that noise on a Saturday morning because I'm sleeping and all of that. And I, you know, had an epiphany one day. I was like, that's what kids do. And so my mother used to always tell me, If you don't like the way that I raised you or did something, then you do it differently on your end and keep it moving. And so that's what I pretty much dedicated my my life to in parenting is I take some of the great things that were done with me. And then the things that I don't like, I find a way to change them. Um, And so that's kind of I feel like my calling. Right. So. We all have a call. We all have a purpose. We all have passions and things that we believe uh, we're called to do and certain things that we're just really good at doing. But you know there's a difference between skill and call. Um, The thing that you're called to do is the thing that you're purposed to do. The skill that you have is essentially the tool that's used to propel you in your call and your purpose. Right. So this podcast is obviously called The Call. When we're talking about who is Kyla Nicole and kind of why do I do what I do? 
um, I guess this is this is it. And this, I feel like I've had more than one transparent podcast, but I feel like this is transparent from like the depths of my soul. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, y'all know I'm, I'm silly, I'm goofy. If you don't know, now you know. Um, I love to laugh. I love to have a good time. Um, and I love people. I, I really do love people. I love hard. And I had a conversation with a dear friend last night. And, you know, I frequently people get on to me because I am so emotionally involved in everything that I do. Um, I believe in it. And I believe in giving everything 150% which is why I don't commit to everything or I don't do all things at one time or, um, you know, I'm, I'm really cautious about that because I, I, I want to deliver um, and I want to deliver well. And sometimes that can be my enemy because I sometimes don't, you know, get started right away because I'm trying to strategically think about that. But as I've processed my life over the last couple of months, I just realized that there's no better way to start than starting. And I realized that um, a part of my call and things that I've been called to do, I've been kind of waiting on because I want them to be perfect. And it's just not perfect. Um, in the real world, you know, I fully believe that, you know, we are equipped once we get inside of our calling. We don't get um, equipped before then and then go do it. You know, we start doing it and then we get equipped in that thing. So um, I've known from a very early age that I love people um, and I love hard and I want to save the world. And um, I'm genuine. I'm authentic. Um, in everything that I do, that is not to be mistaken with. I don't have problems or issues or I don't have my ways because believe me when I say I do. I am, sometimes I feel like I'm a brat. Sometimes I feel like I want my way. Sometimes I feel like I'm spoiled. I mean, I have all these different feelings, trust me. I've just learned to work through them and navigate through them so that they don't cause me or anybody else a problem. I've learned to be very logical in my thinking, but also rational, even in my irrational moments, because I have those too. I don't come to you to paint any picture that I'm perfect by any means, um, but relate to you because I understand where many people are because I've been there, you know? Um, and But I always knew I was different. I always knew I was weird. <laughs> I'm so weird, guys. It's so funny. But I love being weird. Like, I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. Um, I miss all the funny jokes. They, like, go over my head. I trip and fall on my own two feet. Um, I crack myself up. Like, legit, I could laugh at myself all day because I'm always doing something crazy. Um, and for the people that know me are like, yeah, that's probably, that's true. <laughs> so... Um, I realized that my assignment is to be this transparent individual and to minister to the souls of people um, that have been hurt and heal them with laughter and love. And 
at the same time by being real, raw, and uncut with them um, and not appeasing the lies that society tells them or that they've told themselves. I know that I am not everybody's cup of tea and I realize that everyone can't handle me and I realize that the people that are drawn to me are sometimes afraid because not because of anything of me or them or or what I'm doing but because of themselves. You know, having to address your reality and address who you are um and get down to the root of some of the dysfunctions and habits that you have can sometimes be very terrifying. But I always encourage people that once you get there, there's such beauty on the other side of that. Um, You're so powerful and you essentially are this amazing creature. But if you have an issue with dealing with your root issues, then you're always going to be stifled because... You can't authentically walk in the thing that you're purposed or you're called to do if you're essentially halfway doing it, you know? Uh, Not necessarily saying, oh, well, you can't do this if you're a hypocrite because I don't know if that's the proper word, but I will say that how can you walk in your purpose and heal the lives of other people if you're not transparent with yourself and dealing in the true manner of who you are? And so... That's why, for me, I won't address something if I haven't been through it, lived through it, if I don't understand it, if, if, if I haven't walked in your shoes, um, unless it's just the wisdom of God or experiences or leadership or whatever that I've had, then I try my best to never come from a place where I'm telling anybody something that I don't believe in or that I haven't um, endured, because sometimes that can be perceived as judgment. And that's not what I ever want to do to anybody. You know, I don't have any room to judge. I've made plenty of mistakes, plenty of issues, uh, plenty of downfalls. So it would be foolish of me to judge anyone. Um, And so I realized that so much about myself that I am set apart to be this example Um And I truly feel like I have the heart of Christ, you know, Um, and it sometimes is a huge responsibility. I won't say sometimes, most times, because the level of um, growth that is required, the experiences that I've experienced are things that I probably wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Um, the heartaches, the mistakes, the, the pain that comes along with carrying Though that weight is sometimes it feels like it's too much, but then I realize that I have help. I realize that, um, you know, I have my Lord and Savior that I can go to that can help me through it. I have a wonderful support system in my family, um, but I understand that it's important for me to remain high integrity and um, just be real and real and transparent. I did not want to go to ministry school. Um, Thank God for their pastors now. They were elders at the time, but they're more like my aunt and my uncle now. Um, I had just graduated with my master's degree at 21, and um, it was in August. I was graduating, I believe, August 25th. This was in 2009, and 
ministry school applications were opening up and they were like due by August 30th or something. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to that mess. Um, first of all, I can't deliver nothing. I can't say anything the right way. Jesus is going to be like, who let her talk to anybody? Because let me tell you something. She, no, not going to happen. And uh, they're like, oh, you going? I was like, watch me. I'm not going. And let me tell you, within days, I filled out that application and turned it in. I was like, well, they ain't going to accept me because <laughs> they were asking questions on that application. I was just like, oh, well, I'm just going to tell them. I mean, I, I mean, I can only give them what I got. <laughs> And let me tell y'all that within like a matter of a week or two, I had been accepted and I was going on this two and a half year journey of just discovering God for myself, what that word meant for other people, how I was supposed to apply it, not only to my life, but to be able to help other people's life. And, um, I went through like intro to counseling and apologetics and Old Testament, New Testament. Like I'm telling y'all, it was like two years of goodness, but it was so hard. It was so, so hard because I had to see myself. All the ugly moments, all the hidden motives, the agendas, um, the heart issues, the envy, the jealousy, the bitterness, the negativity, I had to see myself Um, and it was hard because it was like looking in a mirror and realizing that you're this jacked up person. Like life has really screwed you and you let it. And even if you didn't let it, the cards that you dealt did and you still have to process through those things. No excuses. And I just was like, this is dumb. And little did I know it was going to be preparing me for my future Um, And the thing that I would be doing, because I never had any idea of preaching or starting churches or being an evangelist, anything of that nature. It really was this journey for myself to really learn how to be a decent human being. Um, It's one of the things that I feel like the world lacks so much of, which is humanity and compassion. Um, I don't care what religion people are or what they do with their parts or how they behave as long as um, they're behaving in a manner that is not harmful to another, Um, as long as they keep their ideas and concepts to themselves, you know, they're not forcing that on anybody. Like, just do whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, we're all humans, and we all have a story, and we all come from a place. And that's why I tell people there's such a difference between Christianity and, and religion and relationship, you know? I have a relationship. Um, I don't believe in partake in religion. Religion is a set of rules encompassed by man that are unjustified, in my opinion. You know, who says this girl can't come to church because her skirt's too short? Or who says this person can't come to church because they clubbed on Saturday night? Who says that you can't have tattoos and piercings or that you can't, you know... Um, have you a glass of wine every now and again? In all honesty, that stuff is based on a person's heart and a conviction. Like, I'm not their God. To me, that's religion. Relationship is me loving my neighbor the way that God has loved me. 
relationship is me showing compassion and humanity and uplifting my fellow brother and sister. Like relationship is me understanding that we're all a work in process and me utilizing the gifts and the passions that God has given me to propel the next individual. I talk to God the same way I talk to y'all. I, I've i cussed y'all. I, like there have been times where I have literally in my prayer time been cursing. Do you hear me? No, like real bad cuss words, you know, I don't think, or I can't remember if I did, but I'm just saying I did. Cause that's where it was. That's where I was at that time. I didn't have anybody else to go to. So I went to God and I said, this is how I feel Because if he knows my heart and my mind anyway, then he already knows what I was thinking. I already said it. He already felt it. So I might as well get it out. And I I realized that I was different. Because I could forgive faster and move on faster. And I wasn't able to hold grudges. I wasn't able to be bitter and angry once I met him for real. And I remember... Um, I remember I'm from Illinois. I'm from, I'm from Joliet, Illinois, born and raised. I got to Jacksonville. If you've listened to my podcast earlier than you know, but long story short, I got to Jacksonville because my biological mother was there and I was being hot as they say with my high school sweetheart, whom I'm married to now, but we are four and a half years apart. So, you know, at 15 and 19, that's really different. And um, so, you know, we really couldn't do what we needed to do or date the way that we wanted to date and things of that nature. And so they figured it would be best if I left. So I left. I went to college and all this other stuff in in Jacksonville um, or in Florida. And um, then I got married um, in Jacksonville, went through ministry school, had my, you know, kids and, um, it didn't work out. I was divorced at 25 and married at 18. Um, but again, you've got to go back and listen to those podcasts. You can find them. And, um, divorce life was difficult. Um, but I went through this amazing self-discovery, you know, process and, really learned about me and who I was and thank God I had the word, but it didn't make it any easier. But when I was getting ready to move to Atlanta, um, which I didn't want to be here, um, it took me a very long time to figure out why I was here. And I think I'm just now figuring that out after two years, to be honest with you. Um, I sought the Lord for days, for weeks, for months, years. Like, why am I here? Because Um, although I'm closer to my parents, you know, I'm five, six hours away, which was really, really dope. I mean, God has simply told me in September, you know, of 15, that my season in Jax was closing and that I was going to be gone by January and I was doing well for myself there. And I was like, no, I'm not going anywhere. That's crazy. And I remember sitting in church on a Sunday and asking God, what am I going to do while I'm there? Like, what do you want me to do? And he took me through the scriptures and he showed me things and he gave me passages and he, you know, broke down evangelism to me and, and let me know. And I was like, I'm still not getting ready to go do that. Whatever it is you're talking about, Lord, because I ain't got time for that. Um, 
And I called my older buddy and she said, just put that in your backpack. And I was like, y'all are crazy. And when I went to leadership and said, I think I'm supposed to go here. And they were like, all right, let's go. I was like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all like this is mess. I wanted so desperately for somebody to tell me that, no, that's not God. Don't do it. I didn't get that answer. So I said, okay, God, you want me to go? You better work it out. And let me tell y'all something. He worked that thing all the way out from jobs to schools to places to stay to area to neighborhood to associates. He worked it out. So I came. And I've been here and up until honestly recently, earlier part of the year, probably just now figuring out my calling. And it's not that I'm just now figuring out as much as it is as I'm just now saying yes and accepting the call. And I believe that's why doors are opening. I believe that that's why things are transpiring the way that they are, the tests that come, the people, um, because I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to everything that I'm passionate about, that I'm pursuing, that is out there for me to do the way that he wants me to do it. I'm saying yes. So a lot of you are sitting in your situation wondering why things are not happening for you. It's because you've given a superficial yes. You've given a yes to the things that make sense to you and the things that you can control, but you haven't said yes to the thing that is out of your control, that is out of your bounds, that you don't know what it looks like and it doesn't make sense. You haven't said yes to that. So you're stuck and people are circling around waiting on the gift and the thing that you have on the inside of you, but they can't find what they need because you haven't accepted the call or your yes, because that's essentially what's needed. We, we go through life and we make these excuses about ourselves or, or, or we limit ourselves or we tell ourselves what we don't want to do or what we can't do or what doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense to us because God is not a very logical God. God is not saying one plus one equals two. Nothing about him is logical. He does not think the way that we think. So it's like you're stuck and you're sitting in that place and you're concerned and you're afraid and you're sad or you're, you're looking around. But it's simply because you've ignored your yes, right? And that's what I did for a long time. I was like, no, not, not that I'm not saying yes. I'm, in fact, I'm saying no, because I don't want to deal with the people. I don't want to deal with the attitude. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to be upset. I don't want to minister in that capacity. I don't want to do this. And then finally, I just said, you know, I have this gift of pissivity. Let me go ahead and give it out. Because if that is what it takes to impact your life and change your life to make you better for the kingdom or for the thing that you have been called to do, then I'm going to say yes. And that's what I have begun to do and begun to walk in. And that is what is carrying me because all of the instances, the situations, the lessons, the, the ups, the downs have taught me what I needed to be taught so that I could walk in the thing that I'm supposed to walk in. Right. And, um, there's something on the inside of you that is specifically for someone else. It's just up to you to put it out there so that they can find it or you can find them. 
essentially we have to get over saying, my feelings are hurt. I don't want to do this. Or, you know, I don't like what that looks like. I don't want to dedicate my time and my energy to that. And it's like, if that's the thing that you were created to do, then why not? What's holding you back from answering your call in your journey? What's keeping you bound? Is it your past? Is it your traumas? Is it your your uh, ideas or your concepts about something that you know nothing about because you haven't walked through it? What is that? Um, the The area that frustrates you the most is nine times out of ten that is your area of ministry, and uh, nobody wants to hear that because. It's like either I'm doing the thing that's frustrating me the most or I'm subjecting myself to that. And I don't necessarily want to make that change. So I don't want to isolate myself. I don't want to elevate myself. I don't want to get rid of these friends. I don't want to get rid of this job. I like this money coming in. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be whatever that is. But but you're unfulfilled and you're not happy and you're not purposed because you're not walking in it. And now you're just existing Instead of living and walking in the fullness that you could be walking in in your life. That's what it is. Right? And so I answered. And since I've answered, the doors have opened. The opportunity has come. The money will come. I tell people, don't chase a dollar. Because if you're passionate about the thing that you do, the dollar will come. It's just a matter of time. So it's not, it's not if it's going to happen. It's just when it's going to happen. And when it happens, you'll be ready to receive that. Because if it happens before then, then you risk losing everything because you haven't learned what you need to learn to steward it properly. You know, I don't want to end up anywhere earlier than when I'm supposed to get there because I'm rushing the process. Because if I don't walk through the process, I risk losing everything that I could possibly stand to gain because I'm ill-equipped. I'm not going to be equipped until I walk through what I'm supposed to walk through. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you get in the car before you learn how to drive, you're going to wreck or not. I mean, you might get lucky a time or two, but when it's time to make a decision, something happens and you got to you got to think and you got to apply what you've learned. You don't have that skill. And so now you're in a world of trouble. So so saying yes to the thing that you're supposed to do in actuality is saving your life because you're learning the life skills and you're applying those applications to be able to move forward in your life. So. I mean, that's just a thought. But sometimes we want to go through a process that we want to go through. Sometimes we want to walk through the thing that we think we're called to do and not the actual thing because we're comfortable. Sometimes we want to run away from the thing that we know that we're supposed to be doing because we don't know what it looks like out of fear or confusion or any of that. But, but none of that is worse than sitting in something that you know you're not supposed to be sitting in. Living a mediocre life is not ideal. Every single person has a purpose attached to their life. 
They have a call attached to their life. Um, lives depend on that. Each and every one of us. And so you have to journey the call. <laughs> you have to explore that. You have to rest in that. You have to be okay with that. And although I feel like I'm just now being okay with that, I've learned so much. You know, I've, I've, I've dealt with, with in and out and up and down. And I can tell you there's no better feeling than walking in the thing that you're purpose and destined to do. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, I, I am more fulfilled doing this podcast teaching people how to overcome, helping them heal with their laughters, providing them with new perspective, um, being real and raw and uncut with people. I'm more fulfilled in doing that than anything in my life, teaching and being on stages and, and, and delivering what God has told me to do is more fulfilling than, than, uh, me just going to work a, a, a job because this is the thing I do. Do I work a job? Several. Yes. Because as I said before, those are tools that are helping me operate in my calling, my purpose, and my dreams. That's a skill. And um, I would do this for free. Anywhere, at any time. And, and that's, I feel like, one of the tall tale signs. What would I do if money was not an object? What would I do for free every single day without question? The conversations that I have with my friends and my family are always lit because they're like this. I am so passionate about the advancement of people that it's terrifying. But it's necessary. And there's an audience for me. There's a, a, a body for me. There's a lane for me. And I am in that vein. I want to be in nobody else's. I don't want to do what nobody else had to do. In fact, if Jesus told me to go start a church and do all this stuff, I would look at him crazy. Which I have those thoughts. But I'd be like, look, God, I ain't got time for that. We'll see what happens. I say yes to whatever it is that he wants me to do. But he has to make it happen. He has to give me the timing, the place, the name, the, the opportunity, the income. He has to do it because I'm not going to do anything that I have to control. I say that, hey, my life is not my own, God. You go ahead and you write it. I'm cool with that. You have to be cool with that. You have to be encouraged in the thing that you're supposed to do. And you have to be passionate about that thing. You got to seek counsel. You've got to talk to people. You've got to get out there and see you got to fail fast. You've got to study to show yourself approved. You've got to know what you're doing and you've got to know your why. Are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, you got to know that. That's important. You know? Um, it looks different for us all, but be encouraged. Be encouraged. Know that there's so much good out there. 
there's a there's there's greatness on the inside of you. Why hide that back? Don't be ashamed of your past. Don't be ashamed of your calling. Don't be ashamed of the thing that you're supposed to do because that thing will provide better for you than anything else. God has designed a life for you. He has designed a life that's purposed for you. So he'll do exceedingly above what you can ask for. If you say yes. You know? So say yes. Really, really reflect on this, this podcast. As we wrap up, who is Kyla Nicole? Um, you know, next season or move into talking to some people that have stayed true to themselves, that they've built empires and success, but they have stayed authentic. And they've been able to do that because they said yes to their purpose and their calling. And they didn't need the validation from anybody else. All they needed was their yes. So when you see people that have changed and, and money's amplified their inner uh, ambitions and, and, and they've you know become something or they portray themselves as one thing, but they come off as something else, you want to shy away from that because that's an identity thing. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a game face. You'll know, you know, what's real and what's not if you get in your lane. It'll save you from a lot of hurt and heartache. It'll save you from wrong relationships, wrong friendships. It'll, it'll save you from bad jobs and scams because you're lame. You'll be tested, but you'll, you, you'll pass them because you get it. But when you're in another lane and you haven't fully said yes, like we said with the process, you throw yourself off. You subject yourself to something that you don't really want to be subjected to. So, something to evaluate, you know? So, as we pause and press play, I feel like or hope that you know me well, well enough or more (laughs) than you did. Um, I am so very excited about where I'm headed, where you're headed, and... Um, you know, prepare for your two, 2019 and just accept like, hey, I'm answering my call. I- I'm doing my thing. Um, next year is going to be so different than the last year. And believe that and receive that and put an action plan together. Now, you may deviate because you don't know what, what it means when you say yes, but God knows. And he'll elevate you. And it'll be okay. But it'll be okay once you say yes. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. Um, seasons one and two as we as we close up Who's Kyle and Nicole and then we enter into our next um, season or, or episode or new topic, whatever it's called. You know, I don't like know... You know, I'm not politically correct about most things. I try to tell people, I don't know what I'm doing most days. I'm just here and I'm just enjoying the ride and I'm just doing what works for me. You know, I may not be uh, 
correct and terminology and I may not be all technology savvy and my stuff doesn't look like everybody else's stuff, but it's mine. It's who I am and I'm okay with being my individual. <laughs> I'm my kind of girl. I'm God's girl. I'm my family's girl. And that's important to me. Much more important than being perceived as something else. So thank you so much. Um, I hope you've enjoyed and I can't wait till we start our next go around. Um, we may get another Who's Colin Cole. We might not, but we'll be back. We'll definitely be back soon. So don't forget to pause and press play. Thank you.